Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness, delivered by good people doing good business and good things. And I'm your host, Michelle Swinnick. We are your trustworthy resource for sharing personal stories and quality content conveyed with a hint of humor and a supersized side of sincerity. This is our signature segment, The Massey Memo, with our expert contributor, Robert Massey, attorney, solution provider, and protector of the people at Massey and Massey Attorneys at Law. Robert delivers the Massey Memo on the first and third Fridays of every month. His engaging and entertaining personality gives the boring law just the jolt it needs to make you want to tune in and learn to better play the hand you've been dealt in this game we call life. Enjoy the show. This is our expert contributor segment, the Massey Memo with Robert Massey, attorney, solution provider, and protector of the people at Massey and Massey Attorneys at Law. Robert will be delivering the Massey Memo on the first and third Fridays of every month. And today is not the third Friday. It is the fourth Friday. But since there was so many Fridays and I wanted to get a little closer to Thanksgiving, I asked Robert if it would be okay if we could switch it to this week. And he was very happy that I did that, actually, because we were both a little extremely busy last week, so it worked out well. But we also, like I said, we wanted to bring it a little closer to Thanksgiving. So let's talk about today's topic, how to be thankful the law is on your side and use it to your advantage. You know, really, it's all about being proactive, becoming more prepared for what you know life is going to hand you, which is what this whole concept of our segment, the Massey Memo, is all about. And we also want you to be prepared for 2020, which is a month and a week away, which is insane to think about, but it's, it's already here. We're going to go over quite a few different things today, and it's going to be, it'll be very entertaining. We, we spoke before the show, and we, we laughed a lot about some of the things that we're going to bring up, especially when Robert just gave me a reality check about my own trust and will. Well, <laughs> we'll, save that. we'll save that for a little bit. That was definitely not the advice I wanted to hear. And and then the good thing is, is I, I know that it was actually the truth and it wasn't some upsell of some sort, as he said, you know, and this is not, I'm not trying to say anything, but you're up, up the creek, no paddle kind of thing. So anyway, let me, let me do my joke and then uh, we'll get on with the show. So I got two jokes today. Why isn't the turkey hungry at Thanksgiving? Because he's already stuffed. I know it's stupid, but it's funny to me. All right, here's the other one. It's kind of about being a little bit more prepared, proactive. So there's two friends, John and Jack, are sitting on a bench reminiscing. John says, congratulations, man. I heard you just had a child. I hope you're planning for the future. You know, times are a little tough. Jack goes, thanks, bud. I already opened up a savings account for her future. John goes, cool, man. College costs are crazy right now, and they're only going to rise, so I'm glad you're I'm glad you're planning ahead. Jack goes, college? Oh, God, no. I haven't even considered that yet. John goes, well, then what's the savings account for? Jack said, well, you've met my wife, right? Well, my daughter is going to need a ton of therapy, and that's extremely expensive. 
not, not, not very pro-woman, but I thought it was funny because as I read it, I, <laughs> I thought of some of my friends and I'm like, yeah, they, them, those kids are going to need therapy too. <laughs> I felt bad for some of them. So yeah, not very oh PC, goodness. but uh, you know, not hashtag pro-woman, but I thought it was funny and that's all it matters. See that that's the beauty of being able to poke fun at all sides. So nobody is safe. I mean, that's, that's how it's as supposed long to as you be. can right, make Robert? yourself laugh, you know, <laughs> Well, and I try to. I, I, I find the humor in these things because the world we live in is so insane that if you can't laugh at so many things and you constantly get insulted or offended or whatever it is, then it's just way too much stress. It's just not worth it. So, you know, poke a little yeah, fun as long as, as long as you're not abusively poking, shall we say. Other than that, you know what, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with making some jokes. We've got Thanksgiving coming up next week, and I just kind of Wanted to get some thoughts on you, Robert, about, you know, maybe a little bit what you're thankful for. I know it's going to be a rough Thanksgiving for you because Bob passed last year. So this is your first major holiday. I mean, I've gotten used to it. My mom, this will be my third, I think, without her. So it's always tough. So I, I uh, got to say a prayer for you and your family that it's a little bit easier. But um, I don't really have a lot of advice other than. Just go with it, you know, <laughs> go, go with it. Yeah. Is there anything that you, you want to say about Bob or your, uh, your family that uh, you guys are going to do anything special? Sure. Yeah. It's uh, anybody that knew Bob knows that this time of the year was his absolute favorite time of the year. Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, was Bob's time of year. I mean, the guy went on national television as Santa Claus, God knows how many times. Uh, you know, him, him and my mom used to go around town dressed as Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus to charitable events and kids' events. And uh, we had, uh, he was known for his Santa Clauses. He, anytime a Christmas store in town was closing, he would just buy up their excess uh, inventory and he had three warehouses full of just Santa Clauses. He collected them. It was the one thing he collected. Uh, so Christmas was his, always his thing, continued to be his thing. But as we got, as a, me and my brother and sister got older and we had kids, uh, the events around Christmas were more centered at my, my house and my brother's house. Uh, and he came to us rather than his house, even though, again, Christmas remained his thing. But Thanksgiving over the past probably five or seven years uh, really became even more special to him because it was the one, uh, it was the one holiday that stayed at their house at my parents' house. And he wasn't given Thanksgiving up for nothing. And he made that very clear to me and my brother. You're never taking Thanksgiving away from, from my house. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely uh it's difficult. It's definitely a difficult time. We're trying to switch it up this year and just do something a little bit different than what we usually have done in the past. Just to, not that that's going to help that much, but just to kind of have a change of pace, at least for this year. But, uh, you know, nothing makes it easier, especially, like I said, because this was really his time of year and it's inescapable because everywhere you go, it's got holiday music and holiday decorations and holiday this and holiday that, which is great. Any other year, I'm all for it. But this year, I'm kind of like, oh, God, I don't want to see any of this stuff. I don't want to hear any of the music. I don't want to 
I don't want to do any of it, but uh, I have little ones that will make sure that I'm out there doing all of the, the holiday activities that that one does. But uh, yeah, you know, we we all know it's going to be a difficult day and difficult time. Unfortunately, there's nothing you can do about it. Just power through and do what you got to do. And but uh, you know, it's it's at least nice to. No, you know, he because it was such an important time of year to him and all the traditions he kind of placed in us as a family and to carry those on is is a nice memory, nice, something nice to do in his memory. Like you, you said, you just kind of got to get through it and just maybe you'll be more appreciative of each other, even though uh, there's moments during the year that you probably are at ends or not seeing eye to eye with the siblings or... Yeah, the rest of the the family, but you know that uh, kind of puts things in a perspective, and it gives you a nice little reality check. So you know what it does. Absolutely. Very humbling, for sure. Absolutely, it definitely is. It definitely yeah, so, is. Well, I hope everyone has a wonderful and a very happy Thanksgiving, and you know, reflect on, you know, be thankful that you you have time to spend with the people that are there. So. <laughs> You know, I I don't mean to get uh, choked up, but, you know, we've talked about it before. Whenever I think about that kind of stuff, it's just just so hard, and it's years later. You know, my heart goes out to everyone that has that kind of loss because it's just – it doesn't ever get easier. You just learn to live with it, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's all you can do when it's it's a parent and – especially a parent that you were extremely close with. It's just, it's no fun. It's no. no fun. Not at all. That's all I, that's all I can say. There's not much more to say than that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So we can, sucks. we could go on for days about that. So let's, uh, we're going to switch yeah. gears now and make sure that, you know, everyone had, they heard our moment, my moment. And now we're going to, we're going to get on to a little more uplifting parts of the show. I do want to mention that last week we had our 100th episode. So for anybody who didn't get a chance to listen to it, please go. You can go onto the website, everythinghometalkshow.com, or any of the listening platforms. We're on all 10. Just download it. It was actually fun. And uh, we talked about our new program that I'm launching, Promos for a Purpose, which is promosforapurpose.com. It's all about being purpose-driven. And the interesting thing, and I'll, I'll just make all this quick because I want to get into the topics with Robert, is that when I started doing some homework and I just didn't realize that there's so many people that really do want to work with different people and companies that have the same beliefs and values in regards to supporting charitable causes. 84% of consumers believe it's crucial for businesses to support some sort of charitable cause, and 63% of consumers prefer to buy from purpose-driven brands that reflect their own values and beliefs. So there's this movement where more people want to work with individuals that have similar values, and that's part of how the whole promos for a purpose came up, turned into something really amazing. And that's where my purpose now is headed. I figured out what I'm it is, what I'm supposed to do when I grow up. Let me just tell you a little bit about promos for a purpose. It's a program for entrepreneurs, businesses, and corporations to build proactive partnerships with nonprofits, which then results in more visibility and support, trust, loyalty, market share, cross promotion, and an overall greater impact in the community. So we match you with a trustworthy nonprofit that fits the message your business stands for, or it actually gives you another way to partner with a nonprofit that you already do support. 
and we share your story through our signature seven-minute conversation-style interview, which we feature on our talk show and podcast, lots of marketing materials, and you become part of our Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, which is our community-powered philanthropy resource, our patriotic purpose-driven resource platform. So go to promosforapurpose.com, learn more about it. And I'm looking forward to some of you joining our purpose-driven movement today. We're making some great things happen. Robert is a member and he's going to be doing a promos for a purpose segment. That's going to be really awesome because we're not going to tell you who the nonprofit's going to be yet. So that's a surprise. Just kind of want to throw all that out there. I know it's a lot of info. I'm really looking forward to when we do that show together, Robert. It's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. For sure. And uh, congrats. Congratulations on the 100th episode. I'm happy to be involved in the show and uh, glad it's continuing to grow. It's headed in the right direction. Nice trajectory going straight up. And uh, there's a lot of exciting things coming. Some really interesting guests that we have planned and new segments that we're working on. So I'm just happy that you're a part of our of our community, our family. You're part of the big pictures. Doing these shows with you has been great too. And I look forward to many, many more all yeah. kinds of diverse topics. You know, we don't always, we don't always, always have to talk about the law, you know, no. <laughs> that's a good, that's no, a good thing. It's like you're a lawyer not. with a personality. That's, that's kind of rare though, isn't it? A lawyer with a personality. <laughs> Some people might disagree <laughs> with that comment, but <laughs> you know, I try and I try. No, absolutely. I, uh, I enjoy talking about other topics. I talk about the law every day, all day. So Anytime we can talk about other things, I'm I'm happy to provide legal information and, and my opinion on other information. So, no, it's been very enjoyable, so thank you. Many more to come. So with that being said, let's segue into today's topic, how to be thankful the law is on your side and use it to your own advantage. It's all about being proactive, becoming more prepared for what you know life is going to hand you. And as we've talked about in the past, personal responsibilities, as people take less, it directly relates to now you have to even have more to make sure that you're protected for everything because there's so many things that are going to end up going sideways in your life. That's just how it works. As the world gets more complex and there's more people in it and there's more things, there's more you have to keep track of. Robert, let's start with really what are the most popular things people call you about? What are some of the real easy tips that you could give them that maybe they could prevent it or mm-hmm. something that they do to make the experience when they go in to see you after that initial call a little bit easier or better because none of this is fun. And it's always, no. you know, unfortunately attorneys are a lot more reactive. You know, you get the call once it already happened. So we're trying to get people to understand some of this stuff can actually be prevented. That's a good way of putting it, that, that we're, we're putting a position more, to be reactive to things rather than proactive to things. And I, I try and explain that to clients all the time because, look, if you do it, anything, any type of legal document or any type of legal issue, if you do it right from the beginning, it's going to cost you a lot less than if you just say, I don't want to spend the money at the beginning. I'll deal with it if something comes up. If you do it that way, it's just going to cost you a lot more money. It just is. And I, from the general thing that I would say to everyone and things that I see in many areas that I practice, business, real estate, wills, trust, and estate, this doesn't really necessarily apply to 
to my personal injury practice, which is my, the main area of my practice. But still, if anything that you're doing, do it in writing. Please do it in writing. Make sure you have a document. If you own a house and you're renting it out, have a lease agreement in place. If you have a business relationship with someone that they're, you know, they're not an employee, they're an independent contractor. If you hire someone, do do it in writing. Wills, trusts, and estates. Put all of that down in an official legal document because that all will just save you so much expense, so uh, save you from aggravation, time wasted on dealing with things. Because if you put, you know, if you solidify those relationships or if you solidify your wishes or when you were talking estate planning, solidify all that in writing, it's there. There's nothing to be interpreted. There's nothing, there's no hearsay. There's no, he said, she said, it's just there. This is the, this is the relationships. These are the expectations of the parties. This is what we've agreed to, or this is what I desire to happen. Sign on the dotted line. And you're good. Now, is that going to avoid all issues going forward? Of course not. There's no legal document that will allow you to avoid all issues because, as I say many times, the courthouse is open to anybody that's got the money to go file a lawsuit. And whether it's in writing or not, they're still welcome to go do that. But that process, if it gets to that point, becomes far, far easier when there's a written document in place and, you know, the the intentions were laid out from the get-go and it can just be, it's, it's a disagreement on language, interpretation of language. That makes things, that is a far easier process than saying, well, well, no, he said this, but no, she said this, and then he said this, and we, you know, this is what we agreed to. It, that that's going to just take time, money, aggravation that is just not needed. So the main thing that I see is, and for a lot of, and I, and, and don't get me wrong. I get it. I get it in a lot of circumstances. Oh, I have a relationship with those people. Those people are good friends of mine. I don't need to put it in writing or you know, I'm just starting up this business. I don't want to go to the expense of having to have a lawyer draft this and put it in writing. Uh, or, you know, I don't have an estate. I don't have anything right now. I don't need to put that in writing. I, I get where people are coming from, but at the same time, it, it's kind of the – it's the wrong way to think about it because – Especially when when you're dealing in a situation like if you're renting a house to someone that you know, something like that, or in a business relationship with someone you know, that that's fine. You guys are on great terms right now, but what if in a year from now you're not even speaking to one another and you want to get them out of your house or you want to get them out of this business relationship? What then? Then everything's based on an oral agreement. It's going to be a back and forth, and it's going to be a mess. Legal documents, my job as a lawyer, you know, not unfortunately, but it is to make you understand what the worst possible scenario could be and plan for it today. Maybe it'll never happen, but you know what? You're prepared 
and you're ready for it and you have the proper foundation in place to be able to handle that worst case scenario and many steps in between everything going great and the worst case scenario. But that's kind of how you have to think about these things. Yeah, okay, you're 28 years old, you're married, and you have a kid, but you don't have a ton of money. Again, that doesn't matter when you're dealing with estates. So I don't need an estate planning packet. Well, hold on a second. What if you and your spouse go on a trip together and, God forbid, something happens? What then? You know, that's you got to you have to plan for the worst case scenario and be prepared for that because, unfortunately, bad stuff happens every day and relationships fall apart, business relationships fall apart, and hopefully, they don't. Hopefully, everything works out absolutely perfectly, but we all know things not everything does. So, getting things in writing in a formed legal document that is tailored to the specific situation that you are in is the number one piece of advice that I can give everybody, no matter what type of what you're going into. You know, like I said, real estate, business, estate planning, if you're going into, you know, a prenuptial agreement for a marriage in certain situations, anything like that to just Lay things out from the get-go so everyone's expectations are clear really saves a lot of time and aggravation on the back end. And I see that on a daily basis. I really do. On a daily basis, it's just situations where through no, you know, not it's not anybody's fault, and there's could be a very valid reason why they didn't put it in writing, but it's not put in writing, and now we're in this circumstance, and now we need to do what we have to do to to get it resolved, when if there was that document in writing, if there was something there, it would at least make it much easier, so that that's the main thing that I see uh, that I would give to tell people to please just be cognizant of these relationships that you're getting into, and make sure everything's in writing, please. I promise you, you'll 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 be thankful for that at the end of the day. Well, it's 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 a perfect uh, it's a perfect example of just saying, hey, listen, you know, there's there's laws in place, there's there's tools in place, so that you can have protection. But yet, when we don't take advantage of it and plan properly. Then we then we get angry at the law and the tools that are there when it goes sideways and we didn't plan. So it's that's what I'm saying is it's used. You, oh, there's a lot of amazing things out there that you can do. I mean, one of them we, you talk about all the time is the estate planning wills and trusts. The benefits from having that in place, and as you mentioned many many times, you don't need a lot of money. It's not an estate like a you know a mansion type of thing. It's yeah. the advantage of having that is so beneficial once all of the bad things do happen and you do pass that it is overwhelming compared to the damage that's created and the problems if you don't have it. Because I'm saying that there's so many things that people can take advantage of 
that maybe that's what the, you don't know about it. But yeah, well, when it, if you've ever lived through having that, that happened to a family member or somebody you're involved in and they didn't have that, you'd be the first person to go from the rooftops telling everybody that they need to have this or even like a business document. You know, how many people out there have had a business relationship, everything was great and then it went sideways and you never put the initial terms or how it was supposed to work together in writing and it gets real ugly real fast, especially when you're talking about not only a relationship that goes sideways, now you're talking about money. And it is uh-huh. just so there's tool these are there's amazing things in place that you just need to really take advantage of. And I know that you had mentioned through the end of the year you're doing free consults on the estate planning, which everybody listening needs an estate, regardless of if you just have a checking account in a car to multi multi zillionaires so that's you know, definitely take advantage of that i mean you know we've talked about the estate planning and wills and trust but you know a perfect example is the conversation we had before the show when i had asked you about mine and i was going through i didn't realize how detailed it was because a lot of people are like well why does it cost so much money and don't you guys just use a boilerplate and cut and paste names well i can tell you right now when i looked through it and i haven't looked through it in years I didn't realize how many places there's names mentioned of people that are in charge of things when I can't make decisions or I'm no longer here. And I went, Oh my God, I thought it would just be easy. Cause I say, Hey Robert, uh, you know, (laughs) a couple of people that are in my trust no longer here and I need to make some changes. Can I just kind of just do a document that says, uh, here's the new trustee and uh, this is, go in here, this is there, blah, 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 sign it, notarize it, good to go. And I think you started laughing. <laughs> you started <laughs> laughing. It's a show you can't do that. I said, why? It's just, and then I had mentioned, you said, well, what kind of trust is it? So then I was going and explaining it. And then I was saying, okay, but you know, the names of the people that are no longer here, my mom and my aunt and are all, all over the place and things that I didn't even know that were in it. And you said, no, that you just can't do that. And Say exactly why if I would have done it on my own, even if I copy and pasted it, you know, what I thought was the exact word, what was, what was the first thing that you said that this is definitely why you don't want to do that on your own? Yeah, well, the danger of making your own amendments to your estate planning documents, and don't get me wrong, if you're just switching out an executor, it's not a huge thing, but in your case, there are, there are a lot of other details involved in it. But the danger in making any type of amendment yourself and not having the, the, the lawyer that prepared it or a lawyer do the amendments is you can be inadvertently – it's not your intent – you can be voiding – the entire document or parts of the entire document that you have no intention to void whatsoever. If the, if the language in the documents and the, in the amendments to the, to the will, the amendments to the trust, or if the trust is getting restated as a whole, if those aren't done appropriately with the appropriate language, then you could get in a situation where after you pass, You've you've avoided out a document, an estate planning document, with no intention of doing so, but no one knows that you had no intention of of not of doing that. Uh, they just read what's what's there and have to interpret it based off of the law, 
and that document could have the effect of voiding the entire document. For example, you know, there's a lot of people that think, like on a will or a trust, oh, I can just, I can just cross this name off and I can write it, I can write it up here. Well, no, that's one of the worst things you can do, uh, because that, if that's not done appropriately, it could be interpreted that you have voided that document and only what is now handwritten was a subsequent holographic will and now that only that term is in effect and everything else has to go under intestate laws like like you passed without any estate planning documents so there are just unnecessary risks that are there by doing amendments by yourself especially if you're dealing with you know if there's provisions in your will or your trust where certain people are getting certain things and certain assets within your estate and have certain powers under your estate, then it's, it's likely that you know several amendments or the entire document may need to be restated as a whole because when you're changing that document to – if you're changing the core of that document and who gets what and who has powers – Etc. Like in in the case of you, Michelle, then at that point, an amendment, it's just too much to do in an amendment, and it's just much better to just completely do a, a complete restatement and say, okay, this was the old version of this document. Time has passed. This is the new version of the document. You don't need to go to the amendment, try and interpret it with the new doc, with the old document. We're just going to restate this thing as an entire document. And this is now my trust. And a lot of times that is what's needed. Again, if you're just changing an executor or just changing a trustee, you can do that in a, in a simple amendment. Don't get me wrong. But when they're ingrained in it and you're changing gifts and you're changing the powers that people have and how different things are set up, trusts are complicated legal documents. They are. There's a lot of provisions. There's a lot of things in a trust that people – don't even know are there and don't fully understand why they're there. Um, and we obviously try and, and explain and, and make people understand exactly what the trust is and and how to use it. Because again, they, just having the trust isn't enough. You got to you know have to own things in the name of the trust to, to make full use of it. But just doing the amendments yourself, it's just an unnecessary risk. You just want to make sure that everything is done appropriately, that everything is amended appropriately, and that you can have the confidence that it's there. The other problem with doing an amendment on your own <clears throat> from a practical standpoint, and I cannot tell you how big of a deal this is, is if you do that amendment on your own, then that's the only copy of that amendment. Unless you make a copy and give it to every person that's listed as a trustee, then that's the only copy of it. And then you're, you're relying on anybody you give it to, to to keep it for as long as they need to keep it and know where it is or know where to locate yours. And that's, that, that's a risky proposition as well. If you do an amendment through an attorney, we'll keep, unless you take the original from us, once you take the original from us, we don't keep a copy. But we will always have the original documents of what we created here, 
and who created those documents is listed in those documents. So whenever you do pass, as long as they at least know what attorney did it or have some document that say it, says it, but they can't locate the entire state planning packet, they can call the attorney and say, hey, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so just passed. You prepared their state planning packet. I need to get a copy of all those documents. So from a practicality standpoint as well, you want to make sure that if that document exists but nobody can find it, then it's ineffective as well. So it's just it's just much easier. Just go to an attorney, have them do the amendment. Um, and usually, like I said, it's whoever created the estate, as long as you're still in that area and they're still practicing, usually – that's the best person to go to unless you're unhappy with their service and then find another one. But it, there's just too many risks in doing the amendments yourself. And again, I understand it's a self-serving comment. It's a self-serving rant, but it really is the truth of the matter. I've seen several, several situations where people have done different amendments and different things on their own and they can't find the doc. You know, they know, I know my mom did this, but I can't find it. Or here it is, and all of a sudden, this document that was created actually invalidated the entirety of the will, and now there's only one provision, and we have to probate the entire estate. It's not a good – I've seen some very, very bad situations when people do that. So I would certainly recommend against it. Well, especially if you have uh, children that are, what, under the age of 18 um, that are still at home. I mean, if you make a mistake, then there could be some really extreme consequences. So it's just, um, you know, go back to the attorney. And then, like I said, even if you don't, if you don't have a trust, take advantage of the free consult that Robert's doing. And I'm not just saying that because I'm, I'm trying to pitch his stuff. It really does matter. And you don't know how things are What's going to happen? And you need to be, you know, why not be prepared? If you can afford to have the trust done, and a lot of people can, um, it, it, is, it is a very critical tool that is there for your advantage. And there's only so many layers of protection within it. And it, um, it's, just, it's just so important. And people don't think about stuff until bad stuff happens. But then it's too late when bad stuff happens. Like you know, one client that was going on a trip, he's like, hey, I need to do my trust. You're like, you're, you, you, I can't do it now because you're leaving. Like tomorrow, you got you to gotta, you gotta give me some time, dude. You know what I mean? You, yeah. <laughs> I hope you make that, it that back. Happened. Don't get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I hope they don't, hope they don't uh, you know, snatch you up because then we're, there's no, no good there. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that happens. That happens all the time. I'll get a call from a client who says, uh, I'm, I'm going out of town in three days, and I need a will and a trust, or I need an amend, I need to make oh, all these amendments to my will and, excuse me, will and trust. And it's like, I, you're giving me 48 hours here. I certainly can't create an entire package in 48 hours. Uh, you know, it, it's just, but that's how people view these – they really should be more called like life planning documents rather than estate planning because estate does have this connotation like, oh, I need to have some you know, giant, vast manner to, <laughs> to have these oh, documents, totally. and it's yeah. just not the case. And again, with the free consultations, I'll sit down with people, and 
if I don't feel that a will is right for them or if a trust is right for them, I mean, there's other legal documents. It's very situational, situationally specific that if they're in a place in their life and they don't want to go to the full expense of a trust, there are documents that can be put in place that don't require an entire trust. Um, again, I always highly recommend them. But for example, if you if you have a, a single guy who doesn't have a wife, doesn't have a kid, owns a home, maybe owns a car, and knows exactly the individual he wants to leave those to, then you know we could we could help him put pay upon death beneficiaries on all of his bank accounts. We could get him with a deed effective upon death. Uh, put the new name, put the individual's name on his title to his car, and all of a sudden, all of those things will pass outside of prorate directly to those people. So, you know, there are circumstances like that where I will plainly look someone in the face and say, you know what, I think we can protect your assets in a way that don't require the full extent of these documents, um, and let's do this and this. So it's really an individualized uh, process. The powers of attorney and the medical directives, absolutely everyone should have, no matter what, because everybody gets sick. You know, you don't know what's going to happen, and if you're in a situation where you don't have those documents, uh, it puts your loved ones in a strange situation because they don't have the authority to make those decisions on your behalf. But with those powers of attorney and the medical directives, they know what your wishes are, and they have the power to do that. So, um, yeah, I hope everybody, you know, takes advantage of that before the end of the year, and uh, again, uh, um each one's individualized, so we're not coming into this trying to, to sell you anything. It, we're, we're sitting down and kind of evaluating where you're at, where you're at in your life, and the best possible way to make sure you and your family are, are fully protected. Well, and, and I'm glad that you brought up the power of attorney and, and medical directives portion because I, I forgot about that until you mentioned it when we were talking about my personal trust. and. The reason why we keep bringing up a lot of these things, especially in this segment, is because you're living in this every day and seeing what happens when people don't have certain things in place. Wills, trust, medical directives, or even something simple as making sure they have a right amount of insurance on their car uh, because you're dealing with personal injury and accidents and things like that. But the the medical directives, I'll give you a perfect example, and, and it's because we've, we've experienced it on our own. I mean, I talk to a lot of people all day long, especially because of this show, and I hear all kinds of stories, and then it gives me an idea for a segment on this, on this segment or a topic for a show. I'm like, God, more people need to know about it, or this is something people need to be aware of. But don't, you know, it's almost like we want to we give people quality information because we've lived through it, or we heard the stories or the horrors or how things you can make your life better by doing something so simple, just really enhancing the quality of the overall experience, whether it's something not related to trust and wills, but just it's good information. A perfect example over the summer, and I haven't mentioned this on the air, my aunt died. She was 64 years old and she, they put, they got her into the hospital. She walked into the hospital. I mean, obviously she wasn't feeling well and there was some issues over the, the month's, but prior to that, 
but there was no indication that something extreme was going to happen within another 24 hours. And they were just kind of evaluating, trying to figure out what's wrong. It was something with the heart, something with the lungs. But I mean, she walked in, they had just finished having uh, lunch at the hospital and it wasn't even hospital food. It was just regular food because there was no reason why she couldn't have that. And all of a sudden they, they had given her some sort of like, an, I don't know, antibiotic or whatever. Boom. She coded like out of nowhere. No one expected it. And technically, she, you know, they flatline, they bring you back around and then they had her on life support. That was it. Boom. I mean, literally out of nowhere, no one in a million years would have expected that. Well, she didn't have these things in place and it without getting into detail. I mean, she's married. So my uncle was there. And it became, I never seen anything like what transpired in regards to the children, which are my cousins and my uncle, and then what they knew my aunt wanted and versus what my uncle wanted and versus what the kids wanted. And it was a reality check for exactly what we're talking about right now. And um, I, I mean, it could have been, even if you would have tried to write what, what I saw even from the medical and then how the doctors handle it. And then, I mean, it was just unbelievable. um, The things that could have been avoided by just having these simple documents in place. So it doesn't matter if you have what you think is a ton of money, just your medical portion of that is so important because your spouse may be different than what you really want. And that doesn't matter because if you're married, they make the decision. Right, Robert? They get to do everything. That's it. Whatever they decide is what's going to happen. And if it's different, I mean, like I said, I just, uh, it was a very unbelievable reality check on how legal and health and all of that played out in real life in front of me. Um, So I can't express it enough for just, even if you want to just do that portion of it with Robert, definitely it's pick up the phone uh, because you just don't know when something's going to happen. You have no idea. T- today's great. Tomorrow might not be might not be a good day. So that's my public service announcement uh, based on what I saw, and it was only a few months ago. Adam would never expected it in a million years. So it's a, absolutely, and it ha- happens all the time. Yeah, but all right, let's uh, let's move from our. Our conversations are evolving around death today. I don't, I don't want yeah. people to think that we're just focusing on that. I know, but right? Unfortunately, Jeez. that's prime what? of the, you know, the estate planning wills and trust does does have to deal with that. So um, yeah, and I, you know, I will also tell you know, talking about kind of things that I see a lot in the in my practice and and talk to clients a lot. And I actually did a. Uh, a Facebook live on my Massey and Massey Facebook page today about this topic. And we touched on it in our last episode a little bit is social media. And, you know, look, everybody's got their own position on social media, how they use it, how they like it, what they think it is. I mean, it's undeniable that certainly social media has done a lot of good things um, for businesses. Uh, I think it's absolutely essential for businesses, but, Think about why businesses use social media. They use it so they can craft that business's narrative. They can control the information going out to the world on these platforms about their business. 
It's a, it's a very similar reason why politicians use social media so much nowadays is that they are able to craft their own narrative. They don't have to go through the filter of the media. They can try and craft their own narrative out there and tell people directly what they think or what, whatever it might be. And that is not taken so much into account. Well, I, I think probably it is on a celebrity basis. Uh, celebrities use social media to craft their narrative, to show people what they're promoting, to, to, to push their brand of, of what it is. I mean, the perfect example of that is look at the rock social media page. I mean, that guy has crafted his brand through social media completely. And whether you think his brand is, you know, that's not really him or whatever, it doesn't matter. He has crafted that narrative. Us as individuals don't really think about social media in that way. They think, oh, I just took this great picture of whoever or whatever, and I'm going to post it up there with no thought of how is this going to be perceived, how is this going to be taken. So why am I even talking about this? And the reason is is because from the legal standpoint, I deal with social media all the time. I deal with social media in a, in a large portion of my cases in one way or another. The main way I do is with personal injury cases, and I tell every single client this in the initial meeting. The first thing the insurance company is going to do is they're going to search your social media accounts. They are going to look up what you are doing before the accident. What are you doing after the accident? If you tell me that you are an avid bike rider and that you ride bikes every single day, and then your social media page just has a bunch of pictures of you sitting on the couch watching television and not one picture of a bike, that's going to be difficult narrative for me to spin because your social media account presents a, another narrative. If you're telling me and your doctors that your back hurts so bad you can't get out of bed, but then there's pictures of you snowboarding, <laughs> and riding a bike every day that's going to be a very difficult narrative for me to spin because you have created a different narrative and that's just one ex a couple examples and it, it's not like you need to be on social media talk oh my god I'm in so much pain or oh man I love riding bikes I'm not saying that whatsoever but People need to understand that, look, for right or wrong, whatever your belief is, we've made this decision. We are willing to put all of this information out there about ourselves for free, no obligation. Here it is for the world to see. Don't care if your account's private. I promise you every week that <laughs> – if people on the adverse side of me on cases get into private accounts, they find what they need to find. So you need to be a little bit more thoughtful about that. And it's, is that a fair thing? Is that 
a good thing? Probably not. People should be able to just enjoy their lives, do what they want to do, post stuff, and not have to worry about the implications of a picture they post or a, or a comment that they post. But we know better now. We live in a world where we, we know much better and that that profile, that narrative that you are pushing about yourself, that can be used against you. And it happens every day from a legal perspective. It truly, truly does. And even if we're in a business dispute, in a, you know, a real estate dispute, comments that people will make about those disputes on social media can be used mm-hmm. against you. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times a week I'm asked if – I, someone can, if I can, if a person can sue another person for defamation based off of social media posts, can I mean, they? All can that, they? sure. I mean, it's publicized. It depends on what's said. It has to be a defamatory comment, which is an untruthful comment. It has to cause damages, but you automatically have the, the publicized to a third person requirement of defamation um, by being posted on social media. Clearly, it's that's posted, you know, given to a third party, but. It has to be an untruthful statement. It has to be uh, it has to be damages. There's a bunch of different levels for for defamation, and slander, and libel uh, that have to be taken into account. But certainly, yeah, if the elements are there based off the comments that's made and, the, and the, the facts that surround it, absolutely you can. So it's uh, I, I just say this because I, you know I, I I see it a lot and. I just think people need to be a little bit more judicious about certain things they make so public because I don't, you know, look, especially on the personal injury side, insurance companies, they are going to use every possible means to diminish what you have, how your life has been impacted. And it's not fair. I'm the first one to say it's not fair. And I have people, I have great clients that have legitimate problems where that, that this happens with. It's not like I'm talking about the guy that's, you know, it clearly has no injuries trying to say, you know, it's not, these aren't people that are trying to in any way get one over on an insurance company because I don't represent those types of people. But it's, it's unfortunate to see, and people just say, think, oh, this, this isn't going to have any impact. But, I mean, I'm sure there's many people <clears throat> listening and out there that have gone out for a job interview and thought it went great, thought they were going to get the job and didn't get the job. And I guarantee the reason for a lot of that, maybe not a lot of it, but at least some of them, was because of social media. Because the first thing that mm-hmm. people do, mm-hmm. any employer, yeah. they look you up. The first yeah. thing, they look you up. So I, I only bring it up just to say, look, the best part, kind of, I think, using it for business has been the greatest thing for social media because it really has become a requirement for businesses to have social media. Everybody else using it. Other than just individuals using it for their own personal joy or 
enjoying connecting with different people is trying to craft their narrative. And individuals aren't doing that. Individuals, they, you are crafting your narrative, but without thinking, I'm crafting my narrative. You're presenting your narrative by just living your life, but you need to be a little bit more judicious because of how pervasive social media is and how much of a tool it can be mm-hmm. used against you in a lot of different situations. I said in my Facebook Live post that I understand the irony of me providing criticisms for social media on social media. I, I get it. <laughs> right. I, I'm not, it does not escape me in any sense. But, you know, it's it's it just that's the platform to, to to get to people. And I just don't want to see good people be harmed by a, a, a harmless post. A harmless picture because they just didn't think about it. They didn't. They didn't think about any type of impact. I mean, I can't look. I have young nieces and nephews, and I can't even imagine growing up with social media. Oh because God, no! You can't, no, thank you can't you. ask a thirteen-year-old. You can't ask a thirteen-year-old to understand the impact of a social media post that might have that. It might affect his ability to get into college, to get into the college he wants to get into, to get a job. You know, I mean, you can't make a 13-year-old understand that. It's just you can talk to them all day. They're not going to get it. So it's uh, it's an interesting time, but I have, you know, they've, you know, these insurance companies, other people have been using social media in an adverse way for a long time. But it's really, uh, it has really become the first source that people go to to try and, and gather information to use against an individual. So because of that, and because and and you just can't think, oh, I've set this on private or oh, I've deleted that. There, I'm not one of them. But there's very savvy people that can pull that stuff and get it. And I don't know how they do it, but you know, you put something on the internet, it's there forever. It's not written in pencil. It's written in ink. So just be careful with it is kind of my main – that's another main thing that I, I see quite a bit and I would advise people about um, because it, it does. It does affect good people, which is unfortunate. And it's interesting that you, you bring it up from a whole different perspective is that other to even other attorneys or companies they're using that as a treasure chest of information about somebody whether they're doing it to find out more about them whether it's something for a lawsuit or for a job i didn't necessarily think about it from an an opposing attorney standpoint but what a great resource to find out information about the person that you're in court against I mean, it's basically just, you know, people just talk and there it is, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, God, this is going to be an easy case to win. Look at all this stuff this idiot posted. And it's, it's, it's so almost like you put your own foot in your mouth. So it sounds like it's becoming more of a resource for even attorneys to use to support their own clients. Uh, So it's, it's, it's dangerous. You got to really watch what you, what you do. Like, for example, I never really understood that somebody, when they go on vacation, they post, hey, I'm going on vacation tomorrow or here, you know, I'm in Hawaii. And I'm like, well, that's the house you want to rob. They're not home. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. Go. You know what I yes. mean? Go in the garage, steal the car. Yes. I mean, 
you know, you just go, wait a second, at least post the pictures when you get back. Say Hawaii was awesome. Not I'm in Hawaii, and you give moment by moment of where you are. So I mean, that's some low hanging yeah, fruit, people. The, I mean, uh, c- criminals are clever, and uh, <laughs> just don't give them the material to <laughs> to go take all your stuff. So I, yeah, I don't know, or, you gotta be gotta or, be smart about stuff nowadays. Yeah, or post the giant bodyguard that's that's uh, watching your house while you're gone. At least, you know, <laughs> at least give them some type of apprehension. <laughs> Yeah, good thing, uh, you know, uh, Big Tommy and the Rottweiler watching the house while we're gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, It's exactly. like, yeah, at least cover yourself if you're going to say that. And uh, I know you gotta, you got to go, Robert. you got to take care of some important, important attorney stuff this afternoon. Um, yes. But I, I do I want, a- as a re- I do want to give as a reminder to people, I know there's a lot of people refinancing right now. So if you have your house in a trust and you did a refinance, make sure they put it back in the trust because that happens all the time that people don't do that and the title company's not paying attention because they're doing things quickly because you said hey I want to get this done and I need the money and I know you've seen it before you've heard the stories I've seen it to just make sure that you put it back in because something happens you thought it was in now you got now you got a problem so that's just a uh, definitely little warning notification for everybody because I know that that's very popular right now. So definitely take a look at your title. Make sure your house is in the trust currently. And then Robert, you want to say and something you, about your friend or do you want to, do you want to give any parting words of uh, uh, oh, advice quick, to our listeners? Look, based, real quick, based on what you just said, if you're going to be doing a refinance, it isn't a popular time to do it. Um, and if you're going to do it, I would get on it because Every election year, the interest rates go up by a point, no matter what, always. And there's going to be a market correction. Certainly in Nevada, housing prices are high right now, but they will be a market correction at some point. So if you're going to do that, get on it, do it. We're happy to review any documents you have, help you through the process, and make sure everything's set up properly for you uh, once you get everything finalized. So, uh, yeah, we're happy to do a review of any refinance documents and, and help you out with it. Yeah. In regards to my friend, why I have to go, my a good friend of ours uh, became a U.S. citizen yesterday. Yay. Uh, yes. So uh, they're having a little get together for him as a, as a congratulations. So yes, that's where I will be this afternoon. Oh, wonderful. Tell so, him I yes. said, welcome. Tell him I said, I welcome, so. welcome to America. Yeah. Yes, I will do so. I will do so. To wear his, yeah, this, his, uh, his flag proudly. Tell him to be as patriotic as he can be because this is the greatest country on the planet that there ever has been. So opportunities are yeah. abound for him. Yes, that, that it is. So thank you again and again. Now until the end of the year, free estate planning consults. Give us a call. Mention that you heard the promotion on here or on Facebook, and we'll get you in for a free consult, sit down and talk about your needs and get you set up. And uh, if you have any business law needs, real estate needs, like I said, with the refinancing, if you're in an accident, give us a call. Personal injury is our main area of practice. So our number again is 702-870-1100, or you can visit MasseyandMassey.com. And thank you again, Michelle. Oh, you're very welcome, and I can guarantee you the most important call you make between now and the end of the year is to get that 
free consult for, as we're now going to call it, life planning, because I yes. can't express how important it is. Like I said, saw it happen live over the summer, and uh, just got to get yourself prepared for 2020 and beyond. It's when it get messy out. Yes. Another great episode with my good friend, Robert Massey. Robert will be delivering the Massey Memo on the first and third Fridays of every month. All of our guests and experts' information and their shows are listed on our website, everythinghometalkshow.com. We encourage you to check it out and begin to use it as a resource to meet, hire, and learn from good people doing good business and good things. Just click anywhere on their banners and enjoy the show. You can also listen and subscribe to Everything Home on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and Blog Talk Radio. We're making it very easy and convenient for you to listen to us and enhance the quality of your life. And remember to like and follow Everything Home Talk Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And feel free to send us an email or message on which topics you want to hear about and which guests you want to learn from. I appreciate you listening. Make it a great day, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.